turning the funnel around. This is the task of the children of God. In the marketing field, there is a psychological structure known as the four powers of mass motivation. They are as follows. 1. What's in it for me? 2. News. 3. Curiosity. 4. Quick and easy. What's in it for me is first and basically intrinsic to the other three. Man's monolithic mantra is, I want nice clothes. I want my plate to be full at all times. I want a desirable, amendable spouse. I want to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. I want people to praise my efforts. I want beautiful, intelligent children. I want an elegant home. I want a fancy car. I want to be waited on. I want, I want, I want, etc. After all, I deserve it. The universe revolves around me and mine. Carnal man approaches this world with a big funnel. The wide open area is aimed at the earth, the small end is placed in the mouth, and the individual sucks with his might. Unfortunately, this will not produce the outcome intended. Fulfillment and sense of purpose is not accomplished in obscene, self-centered consumption. Ironic as it may be, this kind of consumption consumes the consumer. The 180-degree principle most certainly appears here. The ideal desired outcome of joy, peace, and purpose is 180 degrees out from the fruit of his actions. The carnal eye cannot see, nor does it desire, the spiritual high calling of God that is only found in Christ Jesus. Jesus said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Jesus said, He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Jesus said, Give. And it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Turning the funnel around is the task of the children of God. If you have yet to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, do it today while there is time. Click on the Further with Jesus for immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Job 38.16, Hast thou entered into the springs of the sea, or hast thou walked in the search of the depth? God said, Proverbs chapter 8.24-28, through 28, When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth. When he established the clouds above. When he strengthened the fountains of the deep. God said, Genesis 7:11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the seventh day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. God said, Psalms 33, verses 6 through 7, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as an heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Man said this Christian Bible was not authored by the finger of God. It is the writings of mere men with no ability to compete in today's enlightened scientific community. Forget the Bible. Now the record. Springs of the sea, fountains of the great deep, and subterranean oceanic water storehouses are declared in the Word of God thousands of years before science began to recognize their existence. What man thinks is a new or relatively modern scientific discovery has already been known by the students of the scriptures for generations. Truly Solomon was right. 
when he said there was no new thing under the sun. One such modern discovery is that of the springs in the oceans. In Job 38, God asks Job, Hast thou entered into the springs of the sea? Dr. Steve Austin examines this subject in an ICR Impact article entitled Springs of the Ocean. Deep underwater fountains in the ocean, clearly stated in the Word of God, however, were not officially discovered by modern scientists until the 20th century by advanced underwater submarines. The following paragraphs are from Dr. Austin's article. The discovery of ocean floor springs represents a great milestone in the scientific investigation of the Earth. Before 1930, little was known about the ocean floor. Volcanoes were observed to break the sea's surface, and this provided evidence of undersea volcanism. Because modern volcanoes on land emit steam, scientists suggested that water might be coming out of volcanoes on the ocean floor. The deep-sea dives of William Beebe's bathysphere in the 1930s provided a close look at the ocean floor, but no springs were observed. In the 1940s, mapping of undersea topography was underway using the echo sounder. Thousands of undersea volcanoes called sea mounds and guyouts were recognized, and speculation about undersea springs increased. In the 1960s, metal-rich hot brines were discovered using sonar in the bottom of the Red Sea. This brine was an indirect evidence of water coming out of the ocean floor. Aided by reports from Mexican abalone divers, scientists using scuba equipment located shallow water hot springs along the coast of Baja, California in the late 1960s. Deep diving research submarines have been constructed to withstand the three tons per square inch pressure at the ocean floor. These submarines have carried scientists into the deep. The first direct observations of deep sea springs or their mineralized vents, appear to have been made on the Mid-Atlantic Ridge by Project Famous in 1973. Spectacular hot springs were then discovered in the Galapagos Rift in the uh, Pacific Ocean by the 23-foot-long submersible Alvin in 1977. Alvin also explored, photographed, and sampled hot springs on the East Pacific Rise just south of the Gulf of California in 1979. And the research continues. Several non-technical magazine reports present photographs and descriptions of these recently discovered seafloor springs. The Galapagos Rift Springs are described in the November 1979 issue of National Geographic. The article is titled, Incredible World of Deep Sea Rifts, and bears the caption, Scientists explore rifts in the seafloor where hot springs spew minerals and startling life exists in a strange world without sun. The East Pacific Rise Springs are shown in Science News, January 12, 1980. This article is titled, Smokers, Red Worms, and Deep Sea Plumbing, and is followed by the caption, Seafloor Oasis of Mineral-Rich Springs and Amazing Creatures Fulfill Oceanographers' Dreams. The discovery of these deep ocean springs is said to be the most significant oceanographic, oceanographic, excuse me, find since the discovery of the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. The hot springs have been called black smokers. The smoke is the dark mineral-laden hot uh, up to 400 degrees Celsius water spewing from chimneys up to 15 feet tall atop mounds of minerals up to 60 feet high. The minerals coating the vents are largely sulfides of copper, iron, and zinc. 
precipitated instantly as the hot geysers contact the cold seawater. The vent provides the habitat for the first community of animals to be discovered which does not obtain energy by way of photosynthesis. Animals collected include red-tipped tubeworms, giant clams, mussels, sea worms, crabs, and limpets. The Science News article describes the East Pacific Ridge Springs. The researchers found about two dozen hot springs stretched along six kilometers of the half-kilometer-wide spreading center. But next to these angry-looking superheated geysers called smokers, the Galapagos Rift vents looked like uh, tippet sprinklers. Not only was the gushing water about 300 degrees Celsius hotter, the first attempt to measure the water uh, temperature melted Alvin's heat probe, but around the chimneys lay mounds of minerals including copper, iron, zinc, and sulfur with lesser amounts of cobalt, lead, silver, and cadmium. Like the Galapagos, however, the same minerals, with the exception of the mussels, were clustered in fields near the vents. Although scientists have examined only a small portion of the ocean floor, seafloor springs appear to be common along the 40,000-mile mid-oceanic ridge system. Dr. John M. Edmond of MIT suggests that water circulation through oceanic systems is a major geologic process. He estimates that 40 cubic miles of water flow out of Earth's oceanic springs each year. Thousands of years before man discovered it, God has already declared it in his holy word. This is just another proof that God is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God said, Job 38.16, Hast thou entered into the springs of the sea, or hast thou walked in the search of the depth? God said, Proverbs 8.24-28, through 28, when there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep. God said, Genesis 7:11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. God said, Psalms 33, verses 6 and 7, By the word of God were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea together as in heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Man said this Christian Bible was not authored by the finger of God. It is the writings of mere men with no ability to compete in today's enlightened scientific community. Forget the Bible. Now you have the record.